Savage joins us. It's a Tuesday. She's one of the experts we rely on. She's the money lady. She has a savage truth, and you can always find her at terrysavage.com. I was listening to Steve Ruxton, Terry, and in his report, he said consumer confidence lit a fire under the market. Absolutely. it's uh, It's been a while. Consumer confidence has been trending down, and it was just a positive surprise to the upside. Although future expectations, which tend to predict a recession, are still under the all-important 80 mark. I didn't want to have a cloud in the sunny sky, but there were other good economic news. I mean, home sales were up, the number of homes sold, and home prices, the Case-Shiller Index, Prices are higher. So despite the Fed continuing to raise rates up until just this past month and probably again next month, despite higher mortgage rates, which moved over 7%, you're, you're seeing strong home sales at higher prices, consumers confident. Uh, we got a report from Walgreens today that said uh, the outlook doesn't look good. Consumers are being very careful with their shopping. But somehow, this optimism that there will be no recession and that things will get better has permeated the economy and the stock market. And and so you saw stocks turn around today. It's quite a day. So regular folks and their confidence and their actions are actually driving this. Well, you know, Lisa, the consumer is two-thirds of the economy. And when consumers get worried, let's say they don't buy a house, so they don't buy a new washing machine or dryer, they don't buy a refrigerator, they don't buy carpeting, they don't buy furniture, but they're buying houses. And even though they're spending more for them, they seem to have the optimism that they should go out and keep shopping. That kind of enthusiasm for the future and lack of worry is what drives most of the economy. Despite interest rates, is it that right. if you're confused? Every market analyst is confused. Everybody's saying, "But wait, <laughs> the Fed's been doing this. There should be a recession. It's coming. When I don't know, but it's coming." I just wanted you to point that out because I think most people feel powerless, like they don't have any control about what happens with our economy, and they do. Well, they have. They don't have control about the economy, Lisa. But everyone has control over his or her own purchasing decisions. Um, I think it's wonderful that the economy is just moving right along. I also think that there are enough other warning signs, and I sound like those people who have been around a long time and go, something's not quite right about this. But I think what you do have is control over your own purchasing power and your own investing power, and that this is not the time to be charging up your credit card. It's the time to be paying it down because rates go higher. And it's also the time to be building up some savings and being careful about your job. We have not heard anybody talk in months now about quiet quitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're having right. a little quiet firing going on, as a matter of fact. Mm. Uh, question for you. My estranged father passed away who resided in Florida. We were notified by the sheriff's office on behalf of the sheriff's office in Florida that he had passed. Fast forward a couple of months. My mother found out through Social Security that he did okay financially the last couple of years of his life. We found out that he did not remarry or have any additional children. How does one approach this type of situation to find out if there's any inheritance? Okay, these are two separate things. Let me take Social Security first. If your mother was married for at least 10 years and the mother did not remarry, then she would be entitled to his social security benefits, but only if they are larger than 
her social security benefits that she would have earned and she gets half of his. So, so part of this is that depends on whether her social security record is stronger than his. Now the, the state of Florida has probate. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm the state of Florida has probate. If he didn't leave a will, they, your, that family needs to go down there and stake a claim. Probably not the ex-wife, but the children, if there were no other children, if there was anything left, the children have a claim to that under Florida law. Not all of it. So the when you were notified, you need to call back to the sheriff's office and say, what funeral home was he sent to? Did someone else pay for a funeral? Uh, is there a probate estate? It'll take a little detective work, but the children would have an, a claim, especially since he didn't remarry. Someone else said, I know Terry has talked about if you were married so many years, you get half of your ex-spouse's amount. Is the number that is showing up on my social security statement, is that the number I just received or is that my income alone? No, you would have to make, you would have to go through the process. First of all, yes, if you were married 10 years, suppose this man married three different women and each one of them had stayed married to him for 10 years. Am I making this sexist? It's typically the way I I think. But at any rate, each one of those ex-spouses, if they had not remarried, could claim on their husband's, their ex-husband's social security record, alive or dead, as a matter of fact. But they only can claim to the extent that after social security figures out what you are entitled to, then if it's more that your ex-spouse would give you more, then you'll get a bump up in it. And by the way, you want to wait till your full retirement age to claim on your ex's social security record. Otherwise, it will be reduced. Hey, Terry and Lisa, I'm 59 and a half years old. My wife is 63. We have a $2 million 401 slash IRA portfolio and a $400,000 home we own outright. Our jobs are stressing us out and we just feel like we've had enough. The question is, are we leaving too soon? Probably, but no one said you have to leave the workforce. You just have to leave those jobs. And the way to figure it out, the way to see at that age, you know, your life expectancy is probably 30 years each of you and maybe 35. That's a long time to be, quote, retired. The tri- uh, Two tricks. The first trick is to figure out what talents you have, what abilities you have. Could you start your own business? Could you consult? Could you do something part-time? This is not like jumping off a bridge it's, and you're leaving work life behind. But yeah, this is about the time in life when you start thinking, how do I make this transition and continue earning? And if you want the numbers on it, um, I'll give you two places to go. You want to start just looking at the numbers. There's a great website called newretirement.com, and it does calculate the kinds of answers to the kinds of questions you have. And the other is to get a certified financial planner who's a fiduciary, not charging you and not trying to make you buy things or sell things, promises in writing to put your interests first. And the way you get connected to a fiduciary fee-only financial planner is at a website called WealthRamp.com. W-E-A-L-T-H-R-A-M-P dot com. Um, the link to it on the homepage of Terry Savage where it says find your trusted advisor. I have no personal interest in it except for the fact that I know that Pam Kruger, who built this site, personally uh, interviews and vets all of the financial planners that she matches, and they are all fee-only trusted fiduciary advisors. So do some work before you just say, I've had enough and I'm out of here. Thank you so much, Terry. We always appreciate your expertise. Thanks, Lisa. 
TerrySavage.com. Hey, Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. (laughs) 